0: Well, it was a weekend of dominance at Homestead Miami as Ty Majeski, Noah Gregson, and Kyle Larson all go to Victory Lane. And we're going to look over each race as well as look ahead at the upcoming weekend at Martinsville Speedway and what is sure to be an exciting, beating and banging weekend as these drivers look to set the stage for their Final Four at Championship Weekend in Phoenix. And we go over everything on this episode of Three Wide. Before we go on to the next topic, let me tell you about my sponsor, Hunt to Harvest. Now, Hunt to Harvest is a family owned company that was founded by a veteran and a member of law enforcement and was birthed out of a desire to protect the hunt, to support the harvest of the animal instead of just the trophy, whether it be deer, turkey or pheasant. And to those that hunt to harvest, hunting is about spending time with your loved ones, providing for your family through the harvest and giving thanks to the one who created all things big and small. And you too can support this great company by going to -to hunttoharvest.com, and that's H U N T T O H A R V E S T.com, where you can check their selection of short and long sleeve shirts that are true to fit after one wash and made out of 100% Peruvian cotton. And you can also go through their great selection of hats in the Richardson 112 style, which I believe is the best hat on the market today. Just be sure when you go to checkout to use the special discount code Radney 18923 That's R-A-D-N-E-Y 18923 for a special discount at checkout. And also for any orders over $40, you get free shipping. So head on over to HuntToHarvest.com today to get all your special hunter apparel needs. So early afternoon Saturday, you had the Truck Series on the track at Homestead, Miami. And this was their cutoff race before the championship race in Phoenix. Tom Majeski gets his second career win after he won at Bristol, uh, the first race in this round. And he has really got the momentum going his way as they're heading into getting ready to head into Phoenix and race for a championship. The top 10 behind him was Zane Smith in second, Stuart Friesen in third, Ryan Priest in fourth. Corey Hahn finished fifth with Ben Rhodes sixth, Christian Eck is seventh. Matt Crafton, 8th, Parker Clegram, ninth, and Chandler Smith finished in 10th. And Ben Rhodes is able to get into the championship four by one point after holding off his teammates, Matt Crafton and Christian Eckes. And I use the term holding off loosely. Crafton and Christian Eckes, they weren't going to pass Ben Rhodes and knock him out of the championship race. Even though... Ekus was still a playoff driver. He he wasn't going to make it into the next round unless he won this race, and he would need a caution for that. So, Ben Rhodes was that team's best bet to get on into Phoenix. And even Stuart Friesen, who was the one who was eliminated by the one point difference, he finished in, in third and had a solid day, did everything he could do. He mentioned in his interview, uh, when asked by Regan Smith, you know, basically what he could have done. Was there anything he could have done different? to to get into the final four. And Stewart said pretty bluntly he didn't have a teammate to lay over for him and, and give him, you know, a point like they were in the back. And I don't disagree with him. It was pretty obvious that the the Thorsport teammates, they were they were maybe not necessarily, you know, I'm sure they were team orders, but they, they were definitely not driving Ben Rhodes as aggressively as they could have. And as obvious as it was, I mean, I do not expect a penalty for Thor sport in this instance, unless there is some radio communication, but NASCAR is not going to change the final four. And I don't see anything coming of this investigation. NASCAR is looking into it, like I said, but I, I may be wrong on, on penalties coming, but I just don't see that happening any at any point this week. And, one main reason why Ben Rhodes was in the position he was in to go to that next ch- next round for the championship is due to the, the woes of John Hunter Nemechek. As his day was pretty much done early. He got into the wall a couple times, led to flat tires. He scraped the wall early on lap four, and then again on lap 13, and then he had a flat tire after that second contact. And the team, they didn't have the the fenders cleared good enough, and he had another flat tire just a few laps later, on lap 21 so he was immediately in the hole three laps down and there was no real caution to to give him a chance to do a wave around and try to make up some laps and make up positions and you hate it for i hate it for john hunter just because he moved back down to the trucks to rebuild his career and when he signed with kyle motorsports and toyota he was an automatic championship favorite i mean when he drove in the truck series for his family team he was a Good driver. He was going to be in the playoffs. He'd win you a couple races, but obviously didn't have the speed to to go for the the championship, at least to make a long term run at it in the playoffs. But with Kyle Busch Motorsports and Toyota, he he had that. And while he has been good, he's gotten seven wins in two seasons. He has a bright future with Toyota. It, it's still a shame that that he didn't get to raise the championship trophy in his time with Kyle Busch Motorsports and Toyota. I don't expect to see john hunter back in the truck series next season i think he goes to either joe Gibbs racing or sam hunt racing for toyota next year in in the xfinity series and i'm going to go ahead and make a bold prediction i say martin turex jr last year is his final season and i could see him retiring and that will be john hunter nimichek's cup ride which will be great for him he'll finally get a shot in the cup series and some top equipment. He did great when he drove for front row motorsports. And I think John Henry definitely has the talent to be a winner and a playoff driver in the cup series. He's I think I want to say underrated, but he isn't looked at in the way of, as far as a a future in the sport being a big star, just because he spent so much time driving for his family team. And then, you know, he drove for chip Ganassi racing and, Nothing really came of that. He drove for GMS when they were having struggles with sponsorship. So he he's never really been looked at as a sure thing to get a top right in the Cup Series. I, it was a smart move for him to go back to the Truck Series and drive for Kyle Busch Motorsports. I think he definitely achieved his goal there. But it'll be interesting to see where he'll be at here in the next couple of seasons. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in that 19 car in, in the Cup Series. And later on Saturday, we had the Xfinity Series where they're still got one more race after Homestead to set up the final four for that series championship. And Junior Motorsports dominates the day again, this time with Noah Gregson. He led 127 of 200 laps. He gets the win and becomes the second driver for Junior Motorsports to lock themselves into the championship four as his teammate Josh Berry did it just one week ago. And the top 10 behind him was Ty Gibbs in second, AJ Allmendinger third. Daniel Hemrick with a fourth-place finish with Sam Mayer fifth. Trevor Bayne finished sixth. Chandler Smith seventh. Riley Herbst finished eighth. And Austin Hill ninth. And Justin Algar rounded out the top ten. And while Noah was dominating, you, there were still a couple of drivers up there that had speed. Mike could have contended with Noah. I'm not sure. Noah had definitely had the strongest car in the field. He's been really strong at Homestead throughout his career just until Saturday. Never was able to get through and get that win there. But one of the drivers that I think could have kept up with him, Trevor Bain, he had speed, he led 46 laps, but had a speeding penalty on one of the final pit stops, which pretty much derailed his day for having a chance at the win, which was unfortunate. He ran top five, top three most of the day, and this was his final start for 2022 for Joe Gibbs Racing. So now the big question is, does he get a shot? Again, next season, whether it's part time or full time with Joe Gibbs Racing, or does another top team take a look at him and bring him over part time or full time? <clears throat> I, I certainly hope so. I'm a huge Trevor bain supporter. I have liked him ever since he he started coming on the scene in the now Xfinity C- Series when he back when it was the Nationwide Series, and then of course when he won that Daytona 500. I'm, I've been a a big supporter for Trevor always wanted him to succeed. Uh, Just unfortunate with, you know, sponsorship problems. He was with Roush when Roush was on their downhill side and also sponsorship wasn't that solid besides advocate for him. And here he got a chance in probably with probably the top team, if not the second best team in the Xfinity series garage. And he has been a race winning contender each time he's gotten behind the wheel and i think that just shows to the talent trevor really does have and if he gets in the right situation with the top team he can be successful he can make a run at a championship for sure and dale jr even said in the pre-race show he picked trevor bain to win the race simply because he wants to see trevor bain back in the xfinity series he he is a big supporter of trevor as well now could that maybe you know read between the lines, get the the tenfold hat on and be a conspiracy theorist? Could we see you know maybe junior gives him a part-time slot for the Xfinity series? who who knows? I, I know sponsorship is gonna be a key thing with Trevor. Either way, I would love to see him get a shot again, preferably full time, but even if he gets more starts on a part-time basis, uh, that would be great to see Trevor back on the track next season in the Xfinity series. The other driver who showed a lot of speed and had a lot of promise on the day was Austin Hill. He had to pit while running second with around 50 laps to go. He had actually just completed their green flag pit stops. He had a vibration and had to come in and get it, get the tires changed again, which was unfortunate because he was in the thick of a big points battle for the final spot to go into Phoenix for the championship with AJ Allmendinger. At the time of his pit stop, he was, right there tied one point behind AJ and he does end up with a top 10, but now he is seven points out from that final spot. So if he has to rely on points, it's, you know, you look at that, like, man, the points you left on the board because the, of the loose wheel, it, it's going to be unfortunate if he misses it by just, you know, just a handful of points, you know, you you're going to look back on this Homestead race as the big thing that changed that. So, But for the Xfinity Series, they go to Martinsville next week. That is looming. This is going to be the race to watch, I believe, over this next weekend. Looking at the top five from the spring race earlier this year, four playoff drivers finished in the top five. And three of those top five drivers in the playoffs are right now below the cut line. You got Brandon Jones, who won the race. Austin Hill, who finished fourth. Sam Mayer, he finished fifth. Now, the one driver above the cut line finished third, and that's A.J. Almendinger. So, it's going to be a very competitive race this upcoming weekend. Can Brandon Jones, he's good on the short tracks, come through and and get uh, Joe Gibbs racing a guaranteed spot in the playoffs? Or can Austin Hill sneak through and kind of be the, the underdog going into the championship race at Phoenix? Sam Mayer, he could shock the world. He's good at short tracks and give Junior Motorsports three guaranteed spots in the the championship four. It's going to be an interesting race, and I think the race to watch as we go into this next weekend. And on the Cup Series race Sunday, Kyle Larson, he dominated this race, as many expected, at Homestead, Miami, getting his third win of the season. And behind him, only two playoff drivers finished in the top ten. And you look at that top ten behind Larson, you had, Ross Chastain finished second with A.J. Allmendinger third. Austin Dillon finished fourth with Brad Keselowski in fifth. Martin Truex Jr. was sixth with Denny Hamlin seventh. Kevin Harvick finished eighth. Kyle Busch ninth, and Daniel Suarez finished in tenth. And this was a really tame race compared to to what I was expecting going into this weekend with the next-gen car in the mile-and-a-half package. I expected to see a very exciting race, but... I mean, it was an uh, exciting finish to it with the late restarts, but overall very tame, not a whole lot of hard racing for the lead or the lead swapping back and forth. And I don't blame the next-gen car on this one, to be honest with you. I think Larson just had that dominant of a car, and we really haven't seen that at all this season. And, you know, Larson, like I said, as expected, had a dominant run. At Homestead, Homestead is very, very good on the top lane of the of the track. If you can run right next to the wall, you can make a lot of speed. That fits right into Larson's wheelhouse, so no surprise there. And like I said, these final couple restarts, it was good racing. At one point, after the final restart, I thought Chastain or AJ Allmendinger one was going to be able to get by Larson and get a surprise win. Uh, Larson, it took a couple laps for him to get going, and By that time, as the run progressed, you just saw Larson really set sail and separate from AJ and and Ross, and that left Ross and AJ to battle for that second-place finish, and that was an amazing battle to watch. Those final few laps, they were racing hard but clean. You had some jabs to each other left and right, some real close quarter racing, and my favorite part was afterwards that AJ gets out of the car, walks up to Ross, and, and they shake each other's hands. And I love to see that it was really fitting after my video this past week where I discussed Kurt Busch, you know, the end of his full-time career and talked about how Kurt raced that way. In my opinion, you look at the, the finish with Ricky Craven at Darlington, one of the most famous finishes in the sport. Kurt, while disappointed, he didn't win, goes up there, shakes Ricky's hand in victory lane, was just excited to be a part of a, of a finish like that. And the same with Jimmy Johnson at Pocono, where they were jabbing each other on the back straight away. You had Jimmy who had a problem with it. Meanwhile, Kurt and in his interviews was talking, you know, racing hard, putting on a show for the fans. But Jimmy had a problem with it. And he didn't understand why. That's the kind of racing that fans tune in to see. Is nothing, not the dirty, the the wrecking each other, the 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 wrecks, anything like that. It's just the good, hard racing drivers, leaving it all on the track. And AJM Ross certainly did that Sunday, but now let, let's tune it back a little bit on the, the race itself. And I want to talk about Kyle Busch's comments. He's, he's been slowly getting more vocal about the the end of his time at Joe Gibbs racing. And he made the comment saying that, you know, talking about Joe Gibbs racing something that is so disappointing to me and so hurtful about this whole situation with Joe Gibbs racing is they were like family for 15 years. Joe had my back in the stupidest moments that Kyle Busch was he, like he was there for me and it's gone. Like it's just flipped and gone. And it's like nothing I've ever been a part of. And you know, this is coming out after the announcement with Kyle Busch going to Richard Childress and and leaving Toyota you know, Joe Gibbs Racing, Toyota. They've been making comments off and on, especially the the Toyota management, I believe it's David Wilson talking about with the contract negotiations, it takes two to Tango, pretty much painting it that Kyle Bush wanted no part of Toyota. He he was done with them. And now you're starting to see Kyle get more vocal and kind of getting things off his chest. And I think by the time the seat that when we, you know, everything rolls around and the season is over, I think. Kyle's going to be even more vocal. I don't think he'll be necessarily ugly or disrespectful about it, but he's going to let it be known what his side of the tale is, how he viewed things, right or wrong. You know, I'm sure between both stories, whether it's Toyota and Joe Gibbs racing or Kyle Busch's story, there's the truth somewhere in the middle. But the main thing is I think Kyle's going to get it off his chest. You can tell Kyle is just ready to have this season over and done with. He's ready to move on to 2023 get a fresh start with chevy and richard Childress racing you know they still have to make announcements on what's going to go on with his truck team who's going to drive it the the numbers the sponsors there's a lot still to be announced from this deal so while silly season has kind of toned down a little bit ever since that kyle bush announcement i feel like there's still a lot of rides out there up for grabs a lot of moves that still are going to be made You still got Ty Dillon hasn't announced where yet where he's going to be at. That should be coming in the next week or two. Uh, Corey Heim, he's teased on social media today that that he has a a deal coming, you know, deal to announce here in the near future. So a a, a lot of moves still to be made. And it's going to be interesting to see because as these, you know, rides keep getting filled up, it's going to be interesting to see who gets left sitting and, and trying to scramble and see who can get them a ride for next season. And before we get into this next weekend of racing at Martinsville, let's point out our spotlight drivers from all three races at Homestead this past weekend on the truck series. My spotlight driver is Corey Haim. He came from 19th place starting position and finishes fifth for his sixth top five this season and the big question, as I just said a minute ago, where does he go after this year? He comes in and he has two wins and, you know, he has to be right now to be the the top Toyota racing development driver. It's going to be interesting if they're able to keep him, where they stick him at next season. Does he stay in the truck series for a full-time run in that series? Does he make a move up to the affinity series, possibly in a Joe Gibbs racing car? It, that's gonna be one of the big questions that's one of the moves that i'm waiting to see how that turns out on the xfinity series side my spotlight is for another toyota driver and it is chandler smith he ran two races in one day both the truck series and then back to the xfinity series saturday night finished 10th in the truck series race 7th in the xfinity series for his first top 10 in the xfinity races and he is moving to full-time next year in the Xfinity Series with Collie Racing. And this is going to be a guy to watch next year. He is going to a race-winning, championship-contending team. And I think he has the talent where he can kind of be that next big name for Collie Racing to watch as he continues to progress. It may be a little bit of a bump in the road to get some, some adjustments and get used to this style of, of racing, moving from the trucks to the Xfinity Series stock car. But I expect big things of Chandler Smith. He's young. He's got a bright future ahead of him. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes from there. On the Cup Series side, I got Austin Dillon as my spotlight driver. And he gets his career best fifth top five in a season. And the past few weeks, it has been vintage Austin Dillon, in my opinion. He he's you know having quiet days, staying under the radar, keeping the car clean, and he's getting top tens over the past couple of weeks. He's gotten tenth place finishes, to, and on Sunday he's able to bump it all the way up to a fourth place finish. And I think Austin is severely underrated as a Cup driver. A lot of people like to you know kind of I don't want to say bash on him, but talk down about him just because you know he's Richard Childress's grandson. He doesn't deserve to be in the three car. But Austin Dillon is, you know, a multi-time winner in the Cup Series. He's won the Coca-Cola 600, the Daytona 500. He's won truck championships. He He's a guy he does deserve to be up in that Cup Series. He may not be the flashiest or, or the biggest personality in the sport, but he's a guy who can go out there and get the job done, and he has done that over these past few weeks and has had a solid season in, in 2022. And it'll be interesting to see with Kyle Bush as his teammate next season. Can he take that next step up and be more of a race-winning contender? But now looking ahead to you know what is probably one of the more exciting race weekends of the season: short track racing, Martinsville, cutoff race, a lot of things can happen, a lot of you know, drama can break out at some point during the weekend. On the Xfinity Series side, Noah Gregson is a defending winner of this race from last year, but you did have Brandon Jones who won in the spring and is definitely going to be a guy to keep your own throughout Saturday's race. On the Cup Series side, Alex Bowman, he won this race last season, obviously will not be in the race this weekend and, and will be unable to defend his race win from last year. But you do have his teammate, William Byron, who won the spring race earlier this season and is below the cut line or, Actually, he is just above the cut line, excuse me. So can he close it out, repeat from the spring, and get himself a guaranteed spot in the championship four? Now, looking on the Xfinity Series side, you have Justin Allgaier, who is five points below the cut line, from A.J. Allmendinger, Austin Hill, who is seventh. That's going to be a tight points battle to watch. And if we have a new winner, you're and it's not any of those three drivers, It's going to be tight. You have Sam Mayer and Brandon Jones in must-win situations. Justin, excuse me, Brandon Jones, he won in the spring while Sam Mayer finished fifth in the spring race, and he was up there with a shot for the win. Or does Josh Berry or Noah Gregson get a second win at this track and let the points settle it for the final two spots in the Xfinity Series Championship? And... I could see a number of scenarios working out here. You know, Barry and Gregson, they won both of the Martinsville races last year. All guy, he's going to be a guy you don't need to sleep on. Sam Mayer strong on short tracks as is Brandon Jones. It's, it's going to be a tight race. There's going to be a lot of beating and banging. And and as I said, when talking about the Xfinity series race at Homestead, I think this is going to be the race of the weekend, which for the Xfinity series, for the most part, that's how it normally goes. But, This week is going to be really tense. It's going to be some great racing with so much on the line in this one race and so many great drivers with so much on the line. Now, on the Cup Series side, I I honestly do not know what to expect going into this race. With the lack of passing and drivers are not acting very optimistic about this race, it's going to be a, a coin flip on how this race turns out. Do the the drivers, if there's lack of passing, do you see more bumpers getting used to knock guys out of the way and see these playoff drivers really pushing the envelope to try and get themselves a spot for a championship? You know, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, they're all strong at Martinsville. Meanwhile, you have Christopher Bell and Briscoe. They have to win if they want to move on to Phoenix. Ryan Blaney, he's not necessarily in a must-win scenario but he is going to need to get all the stage points he can to keep himself in that points battle. If, if he, if it comes down to it and he wants a shot of it. And, you know, Ross Chastain, Chase Briscoe, they're really the unknowns of the, of the group that that's racing Sunday. Ross just really needs to maintain. He doesn't need to be over aggressive. and as tough as it's going to be, he needs to stay, you know, his awareness needs to be at peak levels Sunday and, and avoid any problems that'll be out of his control, whether it's drivers mixing it up and beating and banging in front of them, behind them, anything that could take them out the pit crew. They're going to have to be spot on with their pit stops. I feel like Ross Chastain is going in to this race with the most pressure, especially going for his first championship. Briscoe, he and Briscoe and and Christopher Bell and Briscoe, they're going in there really with, with nothing to lose. It's when to survive. And I expect Stuart Haas racing and Joe Gibbs racing to have everything that they can on those two cars to try and make them the fastest and the guys to beat come Sunday. But qualifying is going to be key and how that starting position, starting position is, I think that's going to be, really something to keep an eye on because that may very well decide your race before the green flag even falls sunday and that'll wrap up this week's episode of three wide and as always thank you for joining me and listening along if you haven't already be sure to hit that subscribe button whatever platform you're listening to this podcast from and be sure to follow the link in the description to my youtube channel and hit the subscribe button there as we have weekly video uploads don't forget to head to hunttoharvest.com for all your hunter apparel needs, and that link is below in the description as well. And I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their week, and we will meet back same time next week and go over all the action from Martinsville.